recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Dick Jones building in beautiful Midtown Portsmouth, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, the car. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Actually, tonight's topic is the car and Killdozer. Because, and? Well, and we're <laughs> going to talk about the sequel to the car, too. And Oh, Jesus. Does we'll get into that even, in a minute. Does it even get a mention? I yeah, um, well, well, yeah, we'll we have can, to. We can whine about oh, it. Oh, God, God, what a steaming pile. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about the car, which is the 70s, before Christine, which everybody knows Christine, and everybody loves Christine, there was the car in 1977. That was a great film. It was fun. I mean, great fun. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a great film, but it was <laughs> it was fun. I had a great time watching it. Yeah, I mean, you talk about a possessed car, yeah. basically is what Christine, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows that one, like I said. Well, this was uh, quite a f- few years before that. And a much, well, I can say a cooler looking car than Christine. Christine was pretty darn cool. Christine was just a sweet vintage car. Yes. And it looked it looked sweet. It was sweet. But the car was the a car custom does, yeah, mean it, looking car. Yeah, it looked pretty yeah, it was pretty vicious. And incidentally, was built by George Barris, who built the Batmobile and the Black Beauty and a bunch of other, you know, famous oh, okay. cars like that. Nice. So, you know, we we mentioned the car and Christine and Killdozer and yeah. so how many other attacking vehicles are there? I oh, know there's geez. I know there's uh, maximum overdrive. Yeah. Oh, jeez. There was, uh, well, th- like the Wraith. Oh, Wraith. How could I you forget know? the Wraith? Which kind of, if you think the car, the Revenge, yeah. the sequel, yeah. is kind of the that Wraith. That is kind of. It's kind of ripping off the Wraith. But the Wraith was so much better. Well, yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, we're talking about, the like, let's say the car from the 70s and the other big 70s killer vehicle movie was Killdozer. Right. Ridiculous premise. And, well, we'll get to that. Let's talk about the car first. Okay. Okay. And like you said, it was a fun movie. It wasn't bad. The acting was good. No, yeah, solid. You know, I mean, you've got James Brolin, Mm -hmm. R.G. Armstrong, Ronnie Cox, John Marley, and little Kim and little Kylie Richards playing uh, uh, James Brolin's kids. So cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, Kim Richards from Escape from Witch Mountain and Return to Witch Mountain. Yeah, well, uh, when we first saw the, I think the first kid we saw was uh, was Kylie, the, yeah. the youngest. Uh-huh. We saw her first, and I was like, oh, Witch Mountain. And then I was like, oh, no. Yeah, and I'm like, gosh, she looks the a other lot one's like Witch Kim Mountain. Richards. That's her sister. <laughs> it really is her sister. Yeah. That was cute. And, I mean, let's face it. The car came out in 77, so it's basically Jaws on wheels, which would have been a great <laughs> tagline, but they didn't use that. Actually, it's kind of a combination of Duel. Duel, there's the other one. From the seventy killer vehicle I movie. Seen that one. Oh, I've got it. We have to watch it. Well, Maybe watch it tonight. We should have done a podcast on all of these together. Well, Duel, we'd be we, talking for hours. Duel, we could probably do by itself. Yeah, it was like Steven Spielberg's first theatrical. Movie okay. He directed. Well, we'll add it if to I'm the not list. mistaken. Uh, but yeah, this is like a combination of Duel and Jaws. Overall, maybe not as good as either one, mm-hmm. but still, like we said, still fun. It's well made. It's not inept. It's got some, you know, cinematography and it is really good. Okay, I have to back up for a second. Okay. You said it's a combination of Duel and Jaws. Yeah. And overall, 
not as good as either one. Well, how could it possibly be as good as Jaws, Rob? I mean, really? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but <laughs> you got to say it. Um, Anyhow, I just had to give you well, a hard yeah, time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but you just got to say it anyway. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Craig. <laughs> okay, but like I said, the cinematography's good, the acting's good. It's not a, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination as far as the way it's made, you know? Yeah. It's just the story's a little cheesy, and it almost plays like a TV movie. Right. It does a little bit. And you it can be you can say there's a little overacting in it. Yeah, I have to go back and watch it again. There were, there were a few people who were worse than others, obviously. Well, yeah. And I guess that's typical. But you know. Yeah. No, I mean it was it was still a lot of fun. There was nothing in that 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 stood out to me as just being glaringly bad or or anybody that stood out to me as being worse. You know what I mean? It was just it was fun. Yeah. And the car was a, a killer looking. No pun intended there. <laughs> it was just this big, mean, like rolling fist. <laughs> rolling, rolling yeah. fist. Well, I'll tell you, when it first opened up, I was a little nervous because I get motion sickness. And the whole beginning scene, the opening scene, was filmed as if you're the car. Yeah. So it was filmed through the, the windshield yeah. of the car, which is awesome. I mean, it looked great, but it started to make me a little bit like my head started to get a little spinny. Yeah. So I was worried I wasn't going to be able to watch it if they did much more of that. Well, you know, you bring, but it was really worth it to watch. Yeah. And you bring that up and that's really cool though because I, I I meant to mention too that one of the coolest things about this movie is threat the first half of the movie just about you never really see the car. You don't. They treat it like a creature, yeah, like, like a jaws, monster, kinda, yeah. you know, where you don't see the shark. Yeah. You don't see the car for a, a good while. No. You it's, see it's glimpses like of a it. Glimpse of an like through the fog or like yeah. in the darkness just barely the, an outline. Like the front quarter panel a little yeah, bit or it's just a really little bit of well the grill. Done. You won't see much of the car until it finally you have to see it. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, and the thing about that is a lot of times in in creature films and monster films they do that obviously it's a suspense builder blah yeah. blah blah, which is great yeah but sometimes it's also done because they don't want to show too much of the creature that they've made yeah too quickly because it's the it's well, not it done the, well yeah. well, well that sometimes too. it's yeah. not done well yeah. and they can't show too much of yeah. it so obviously this was done for suspense alone because the car was great yeah so it just, you know, it lends and the itself to. Works in this. It does, but it lends itself to yeah. to say just, you know, how well this was done. The car. But that that oh, opening scene was really cool. Yeah. I mean, they they followed those two bikers, you know, up over this. Uh, this bicyclers. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> cyclists, up over this little mountain path or not path, but a road, and the whole time you're thinking, oh. Car's gonna get them now. Car's gonna get them now, and they go through a tunnel. Oh, car's gonna get them in the tunnel. Yeah. Car's gonna get them in the tunnel. No, no. And then when they does finally get them, it's so much worse than you possibly think it's gonna yeah. be. Because <laughs> it's not just like hit the person and go. It's <laughs> like drag her along the side yeah. of this this bridge. Oh, it was terrible. And then when it uh when it hits that that uh, hitchhiking, it just rolls back and forth over him by three or four times. Yes. I mean, it's it's vicious stuff. So yeah, on that level, it really works like a like a creature movie, like a monster movie. It does, it does. You know, I mean, it's not it's not a horror film, really, well, but I mean, it is. I mean, it is a yeah. horror film, but but 
you don't kind of think of it that way at first, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's weird to, to but say. But it plays like one. But it plays like one, yeah. yeah. The coolest thing about it for me is it never explains why or what the car is. It leaves you kind of guessing. Is it possessed? Of course, they, they do believe it's possessed by a demon or yeah. something. Because at the end, when that big fireball happens, you see like a face of a demon in the smoke and right. stuff. But it never comes right out and says... That's what it is. Yeah. It's this, it's that. And, you know, whenever somebody sees it, there's no driver. and Right. It's cool. There's no door handles either. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It has big ass bumpers that go around the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole the whole design of the car is amazing and well thought out. And the the way it plays in the movie is well done. I mean, it, it really is just as much a mystery to us as it is to the people in the film. Yeah, there's um, speculation. This old Indian woman at one point who says something about demons or the devil. Yeah. And then, of course, Ronnie Cox says something about when Because when the car tries to plow through the kids practicing for the parade yeah and they run into the cemetery the car won't go in there after them right so he makes some noise about it, it won't go over holy ground and it's a biblical stuff and um and they don't really get back to it then they say well you know the car figure out how to destroy the car mm-hmm. they can't shoot it and bullets won't penetrate it right and it goes through every roadblock they have so they decide they're going to blow it up or bury it under tons of rubble which is what they end up doing. Or do they? Do they? <laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit. It's a basic story that over and over is the same story for lots of different movies. It's in a small town. You've got the old sheriff, the deputy, who's, you know, has the school teacher girlfriend, mm-hmm. or the girl who works in the coffee shop girlfriend, or whatever, you know, something like that. Mm hmm. The sheriff gets killed. The deputy has to take over. There's the alcoholic friend, mm-hmm. the other deputy, you know, and then there's the creature they have to, or the monster they have to face. Yeah. It, you know, the same plot's been reused over and over and over again. Sure. But it works, it you know, because it, it's a familiarity. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you know, there there were lots of little subplots in this, but it was, it was enough to get you interested and invested in the characters. Yeah. But not enough to draw you out of the rest of the yeah. movie. And there was, um, and or to be annoyed by it. Yeah. It had just enough to get some characterization going. Yep. And like you say, to care. But it didn't take away from the car. You still got a lot of the car in it, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, one of the big problems with the sequel. Yeah. The oh the uh, the working title before they settled on the car, uh-huh. it was going to be called Wheels. Wheels. <laughs> Glad they said Car's the car. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> the car horn. Mm-hmm. You know that weird horn sound? Yeah. Apparently, the sound is the letter X in Morse code. Oh, okay. I have to go back and listen to it and pay attention. And the car itself was built from the chassis of a 71 Lincoln Continental Mark III. Okay, that's For any gearheads out there that want to know. Yeah. And there were four cars made for the movie. Mm -hmm. There was one for close-ups for beauty shots Mm -hmm. and three for the stunt work. Mm -hmm. Two of them got completely destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. And, or three of them got destroyed. One of the last one is in a private collection somewhere. Oh, wow. I'll have to look and see where it is. But one of them got destroyed, of course, at the end when they launch it off the cliff. Yeah, right. The other one got destroyed where it goes through the house. Oh, that makes sense. And runs over the girl. And the other one got destroyed when it did that barrel roll over the 
cops. Yeah. I was going to say, was a there great were, stunt. I was getting ready to say, we've got to talk about a few really key scenes, and those were yeah. two of them. Yeah. The one is where the school teacher, spoilers here, when the kids are in the cemetery, she goes out to the front and tries to taunt the driver. They don't know it's not, there's no driver yet. Yeah. She's trying to distract the driver yeah. so that the uh, this other teacher can get away to the, the to cop get car help or and something. get help. Yeah. yeah. So she's calling him all kinds of names and trying to distract him, and the thing won't come in the cemetery. Right. Well, later on, she's at home trying to get her some clothes ready to go stay with the She's going to stay with the kids because the yeah, deputy is in, in the hospital. Yeah. So uh, while she's there, she's on the phone with him, and you see the out her front window, you see the lights of the car. And that's yeah. that's pretty cool. But she doesn't see she that. Doesn't see, and it starts getting closer and closer, and she turns around, and it comes barreling right through her, drives through her house. Oh, it doesn't drive. It like jumps, launches itself through her house <laughs> and rams her and keeps on going. Yep. It was amazing. Totally didn't see that coming. That was really cool. It was a good shot. It was great. And then the next one, the one I really liked was where the car is coming towards the, the police roadblock mm-hmm. and it it ends up at the last second, like turns sideways and then flips sideways and yeah, it, rolls over top of the whole roadblock and takes out about five deputies when yep, it goes the and then lands and keeps on, and going. Keeps on going. It's like, oh, oh, that was beautiful. It was great. And they, that one, that, that one they redo in the sequel. Yes, Remember? they did do that. Yeah. yeah. That was one the homage because it's an awful movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess technically it's a sequel, but whatever. But yeah, that was yeah. kind of an homage to the original, I guess. But if you could say anything as an homage in that piece of crap. Yeah. Now, before we get Ugh. into that, let me, I, a couple more things on the the original here. Okay. When it was shown on TV, mm-hmm. of course they cut some of the violence out. They added a few minutes of extra footage. Oh, did we see it in hours? No. What was it? It's a few extra minutes of her at the cemetery talking to the car. Okay. Some more interaction between her and her friend somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just a little dialogue stuff just to pad it out because they had to add commercials and cut oh, stuff. Oh, you know? okay. And I don't think our DVD release, which I think might be, I have to look at it to make sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think, were the extras, do you remember? We didn't look at any. I don't remember. Anyway, there was there was a DVD release in 99 and then the Blu-ray release in 2015. I think the Blu-ray release might have the extra stuff on it. I'm okay. not sure, but I don't think ours did. Yeah. At least it, it didn't say it did on the back that I can recall. Gotcha. I could be wrong. I believe it's, it's easy to get. It came out, like I said, on Blu-ray, and it's probably on YouTube. Mm-mm. It's not? It's not on YouTube because we didn't own the car. Oh, that's right. And so we, we, we were going to watch it one right. night, so and we, I was like, oh, we've we got to order DVD. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So we had to buy it to watch yeah. it. So you got to get the DVD. We got the DVD off Amazon. Yeah. You can you can watch it on Prime for a couple bucks if you want to just rent it. Um, but we bought it. I think we bought it for like nine bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, it, was it wasn't it, expensive. It was under 20 Yeah, definitely. Anyway. Or you can spring for the Blu-ray, which I might do eventually because I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked that design of the car because it just looked mean. Yeah. You it know, looks cool. Like a little tank almost. A sleek tank. By now, the way, I must have a small rant here. Oh, yes. Just just because it's we're talking about buying discs. A lot of people do not buy media anymore. Yes. And I get that. And we're not going to go into a huge rant. But I just want to point out that today I went to watch something on the evil streaming Disney Plus, which... A friend of mine has gifted to me. I did not buy it. <laughs> I would just like to point out I am not paying for Disney. Someone gave it to me. And 
I pushed play on this movie and the movie pops up and it says, this movie has been edited for content to remove violence and nudity. Wow. On Disney. And it was a Disney film. It was a Disney film. Holy crap. Okay, so I'm going to say right now, I'm buying all of my Disney stuff. Disney edited their own film. For... Because I don't want people to edit my okay, movies. Okay. Let me say what I movie it was the real movie. that was edited for violence and yes, nudity. Yes, go ahead. Splash. Yeah. Okay, there's barely a nip slip in Splash, and they're... I don't know what they're talking about for violence. I have no idea. Okay. It's a romantic comedy, for God's sake. Yeah. Screw Disney. Hope lightning doesn't hit me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah careful. They're going to own that soon, too. No, I'll go on a rant about physical media. No, I don't want to go into uh, a long late, rant. <laughs> I just wanted to point out no, no, that no, that no. is why we buy all of our movies that we really well, want to see, because well, they no, that's, can't edit our that's stuff. Not, no, that's not it. The reason I, that's I, one buy, of the reasons. I buy everything I want. And we have a couple streaming services like the sure. Netflix and things because, it, yeah, it's convenient. It comes with other packages of things. But the selection isn't there. Yeah. You know, there's so, there's a lot of people like, well, I don't buy movie more. I've got these streaming services. What do you have? You've got all the current popular crap mm-hmm. and a couple of odds and ends. Yeah. There's none of that shit I ever want to see. Yeah, most there, of that there stuff are on there. Some well, exceptions. There's some I mean, exceptions. Like Shutter's got a really good, yeah, horror yeah, selection. and Roku has got some cool stuff. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah, that's fringe stuff. I'm talking about the mainstream streaming stuff that that most everybody has. Okay, I got you know, you. and also they put stuff on and then they take it off. Yep. So you never know if, it's if you, be there. yeah, if you wanted to see something and it's not there anymore, well, you're screwed. Yep. But you know what? I never have that problem when I can just reach on the shelf and grab it yep. <laughs> and put it in whenever I want to see it, and it's mine forever. That's right. So screw streaming services. Physical media is the way to go. Always will be. Indeed. Rant over. Okay, now let's talk about that steaming pile called The Car, The Road to Revenge, which was came out last year. Okay, Was it last year? Yeah, 2019. Oh, I didn't even know. So that it's on Netflix. This is such a crock of shit. Yeah, it was terrible. You, it's actually, on Netflix right now if you really must watch it. Yeah. And you know what? If you're going to watch the car, you must suffer and watch the sequel too. Yeah. Because you need to be as annoyed as we were. Yeah. You. No, I'm not going to wish that on anybody. <laughs> it's that bad. It really is. Oh, it was okay, for terrible. One thing, for one thing. Uh, well, let me say this. Okay. When we, I pushed play. I had yeah. the remote and I pushed play on it's it. It's your you, fault. It is my fault. You came in, you had just made dinner and yeah. you sat down and I pushed play because I'd queued it up and it starts and we're, I don't know, four or five minutes into the movie and Rob said, are you sure you pushed play on the right movie? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And I waited another couple minutes. And then I even doubted I pushed play on the right movie. So I stopped it and went back to make sure <laughs> that I pushed play on the right movie. And I had. It bears no resemblance, passing or otherwise, remotely to the original film. Uh, the only thing is that they use the name. Mm-hmm. And there is a car in it at some point. That goes around killing people. But mm-hmm. other than that, there's nothing like it's the possessed car coming back or it's another car well, possessed we, like that. it wasn't possessed. We I didn't know, I know, that. I know. I said it's nothing like that. Oh, That's okay. what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. The only similarity is there is a car, a driverless car yes. that kills people and they use the name. Yes. Uh, Ronnie Cox is back in it, but he's playing a completely a different guy. Just a tiny part. A cameo. Mm-hmm. A completely different guy. And the car... 
looks like shit. <laughs> it looks like a it, it looks wimpy as hell. It doesn't look mean or menacing. Yeah. It it just looks like and it looks like like every other car out on the the street. It doesn't well, it doesn't okay. like a, a badass custom it mean killer car. It doesn't look like every car. I will say that because yeah. They show those other cars out there and those look like every other car. Well, yeah, it but did still, look a little different. But st- yeah, still it's it's But I will small, tell you it's nothing cool. It's small and wimpy looking. Yeah, and then later when it gets it oh, gets gee. Okay, I'll get that redone. In a I'll get that Ugh. in a minute. Oh god, this piece of shit. Okay, well first off, let's say the car it was built off a Chrysler 300 SRT8. Okay. Okay. Nothing on a Lincoln Continental Mark 3. <laughs> This movie starts off, and it doesn't say that it takes place in the future. No, but you figure that out but, really fast. Yeah, it it's like this cyberpunk near future, like not quite Blade Runner future, but close to that. Mm-hmm. Oh God, this movie—it's one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. I'm gonna say that over and over again. It, it's here you go. It's as though the person that made this movie had heard about '80s action movies <laughs> and never really seen. <laughs> any yeah but i'm talking about the cheesy the 80 action ones, movies right? had heard about them from people and decided to make one that's what this is like it's like one of the worst 80s the worst parts of cyborg and cobra and any of those dystopian type action well mm-hmm. cobra wasn't really dystopian but you know the, the gang and all that yeah any of those movies the bad ones from the 80s it's like the worst parts of those the over acting broad characterizations the gang members in this all are these distinct one is it looks like he used to love adam ant and the other guy looks like an Anne rice vampire and the other guy you know and one's a punk chick with a mohawk it's like it's these totally out of place outdated stereotype yep which would have fit in in the 80s action movies but this is just yeah. it's bizarre well and one of the key factors that you're saying here is action movie yeah and it's supposed to be a horror movie yeah the basic plot of this one is there's a, the da is just as corrupt as everybody else well not but well he, he's he really not just does, as corrupt he really does want the bad guys put away and he he's wants not the, corrupt he won't he won't let anybody buy him that's not it no but he's an asshole he's an asshole he's a complete asshole and he wants to get rid of the worst worst assholes yeah and he won't be bought so they the big bad guy sends his guys in to take him out and they throw him out the window that's not why they sent them in oh it's none not, of this really matters I, sh- by the way we don't give a shit but yeah, the, i can make up the plot and tell you anything yeah i want they sent him in because he had that chip Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That uh, intelligent AI chip, right? Yeah, there was some AI chip with some kind of crazy. And he's got this prototype car, is yeah. what he's driving. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they throw him out the window. He lands on top of his own car, this prototype car, and his blood seeps into the engine. Yeah. Hence, he possesses the car. Yeah. So now he is one with the car. He yeah. is Auto Man. We don't know that right away. No. Of course. But but that's what happens. So right yeah. away, now we've already deviated from yeah. the original car. We know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. It's well, see, And that's the, the the worst thing about this movie is the, the original movie, you didn't know what was going on. Yep. It was, you didn't see the car at first. It was, is it a demon? Is it supernatural? Is it the devil? Is it mystical? Is it something else? We this don't car, know. you know exactly this, what happens. This, you've seen what it looks yeah. like from the very beginning. It's just a, a guy no it's a guy getting revenge on the people that killed him story. Yep. It's not a supernatural thriller horror story. Right. It's a rip off of the Wraith kind of. Mm-hmm. 
anyway. So why didn't they call it the Wraith Revenge? I don't know. <laughs> um, another really bad thing about this movie is there's too much time spent with the characters and not enough time with the title of the movie, the car. Right. The car does do some stuff, and it you know, and it does that barrel roll stunt. Yes, and that was pretty nifty. But it's a weak looking car. I just can't get excited about seeing it. No. And it's supposed to be the original car was indestructible until they buried it under rubble. Mm-hmm. But even at the very end, it like you saw it at the end, like going through L.A. Mm-hmm. and you heard the horn, like oh, they didn't get it, you know. Yeah. This one, they end up. I forget even how because I, I guess I think I blocked it. Pretty much destroying the car. Well, it was indestructible until, I think until the chick that, the guy the DA was in love with. Oh, yeah. That's another th- subplot. More like obsessed with. Yeah. It wasn't He's really obsessed love. with this chick. He said, you know, I'll- I'll always I'll, come for you. Yeah. So the car keeps coming after her. And at one point- well, Not to kill her. Well, it tries to kill her, I think, a couple, but then it saves her a couple times. Yeah. Anyway, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I think she, she like, betrays him. Well, she does. She betrays him and-, and the car falls into a pit, and then when they start bashing it yeah. with all kinds Whatever. of stuff, it's however they get, do it, yeah. they destroy it. But before that, you couldn't. It no, you couldn't. See, it doesn't. So another, nothing it makes sense. sense. I don't know. So then, this old this guy in the junkyard finds it into Ronnie Cox, and he says, "Oh, this is the you know, the shame. This car is such a nice car." So he tries to rebuild it. He does rebuild it, and he says, "Oh, you're gonna need a new front end," and he whips a tarp off a broken down other car and it's the front end of the original car or a reasonable facsimile. Yeah, very very close. And so he he puts that together so it looks really ridiculous because it's got this tough front end and it's got this wimpy little back end. Yeah, it looks really dumb. It looks dumb. But they had to try to marry the two movies somehow. No, they really didn't. Yeah. The rest of it, well, I can't say the rest of it. The whole thing is a steaming pile of crap. The one, the coolest scene that almost gave me a little hope at the very beginning was <laughs> there. It's in court, and it has a guy, you know, on he's standing on the on the witness stand or whatever. Uh, yeah, and he and the judge is like, "Well, okay, you've been found guilty. Sentence death." And he's like, "What?" And this tube slides down over him from the roof, and all of a sudden he just explodes in the tube in a bloody mess. And like, next case. And then they <laughs> then they're walking out, and the DA is being interviewed by the by the media, and there's this guy behind him holding this bag full of like Wa- walking blood. With, yeah, walking with a dripping garbage bag away. <laughs> it was great. Our courts can learn from this today. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that was the one thing at yeah. the very beginning where I was like, "Well, this may be futuristic, whatever," but that was pretty funny. And then it just disintegrated yeah. into a bunch of crap. Yeah, it's just a it, it's a horribly made movie. The dialogue is is ridiculous. It takes too much. It there's lots of there's lots of people who are half cyborg. By the way, we didn't mention that. Earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Not that it matters, but it, and <laughs> it's it's, it's just ridiculous. There's a lot of dialogue and a lot of trying to character building, but you don't care about these characters at all. No, the only you, the the thing, only... you can't relate to any of them at no. all. That's the one thing about the original is they're just regular folks in a small town. You can kind of relate to them. Yeah, well, know. and that's what I said earlier. I liked yeah. all those people. Yeah, I actually cared about them. I was upset when when teacher chick bought it you know mm-hmm. that was sad and it was a surprise and it was a surprise this one i wouldn't have cared if any of them died that we were hoping all of them would yeah really was There's the only no- people that you were actually yeah. supposed to care about was the girl whose name i don't know anybody's names in this movie but yeah. i forgot them the all. girl and then the other cop and the that cop was trying guy to go after the bad guys, yeah. yeah but i mean 
Yeah, they were kind of likable characters, but they were confusing. Yeah, the bad guys were all just cartoon caricatures. They were. Of 80s. They were. Uh, and uh, the, the... Bad guys. The guy playing the cop, he wasn't a horrible actor but he wasn't great yeah but the girl was pretty good yeah i've seen her in random episodes of things i've watched before so she was familiar to me and she was pretty decent one of the big things about this is there was no suspense whatsoever no you know there was nothing the the main thrust of the movie the car there was nothing suspenseful about there's nothing menacing about this car nope it was just a cash grab on the name that's all yeah enough about that Oh, God. If you're a glutton for punishment, watch that piece of shit. What do we watch it on? Amazon? YouTube? Something Netflix. like that? It's Netflix. Netflix? It's yeah. on the Netflix. Yeah, hurt yourself. <laughs> it's just awful. Bad. Yeah. So bad. Uh, the other movie that we're going to talk about tonight, Killdozer, on the other hand, <laughs> is Goofy Fun. It's a little slow. It's a it's a little slow. Well, it was a made for TV movie. Yeah. In nineteen seventy four. Right. So and those are a mixed bag. Yeah. There's a lot of really good uh suspense horror movies from the seventies, TV movies. And then there's some not so much. Mm-hmm. This kinda is the not so much side. But the title and the premise alone, Killdozer is a great title. Well, Killdozer is an amazing title. Yeah, it's a great title. The premise is silly as shit. And the plot is kind of silly, but the acting is decent. Yeah, I mean the basic the basic plot is there. There's a construction crew. They're building something. In the process, they're having to tear down was, some um, stuff. A, a landing strip on this island in 200 miles off the coast of somewhere. Yeah, so they're isolated. It's just what five or six guys out there, yeah. and they've got all this equipment. Construction crew, to, and they're yeah. they're tearing crap down. They've and, got like six and, days to do it. Yeah, or and bulldozing yeah. through mountains and blah blah blah, and one of them is in the bulldozer slash becoming killdozer and comes upon this mysterious rock that's Well, at the silvery. beginning, you had gone to the bathroom. Oh, at I, the beginning, yeah. Did I miss a piece? Yeah, the, it, like the opening credits, it shows this bluish meteor. Oh, I forgot. Or yeah, asteroid you told through me about space. It. Mm-hmm. You know, bad, uh, great effects. Yeah. And it, it falls to Earth and lands on this beach. And then however many, 100 years later, however many years later, the construction crew is there. Yeah, the, so yeah. They, the bulldozer can't move this rock. It's like immovable. So yeah, then it's, the, well, it's just buried in the, so deep in the dirt or whatever, it won't move. So the other guy, Clint Walker. Yeah, head guy of this construction, yeah. whatever, gets up there. And the, the other dude who was driving the bulldozer walks off to the side. And when they try to move it this time, the one guy who was off to the side sees this mysterious blue light move from the rock onto the... What do they call that? The scoop or whatever yeah, of the, the shovel of thing, the dozer, yeah. and then he's suddenly hit with this massive ray of radiation. <laughs> which nobody sees anything, but yeah. he's burned terribly. And as he's dying, he tells the guy what he saw, but he doesn't believe him. Yeah, and then of course. Killdozer starts wreaking havoc eventually and killing. Yeah, it everybody. starts going on. And so, well, first that he he tells uh, the crew, okay, we're not going to use that dozer until we figure out what's going on. And then one of but the then other of guys, somebody well, has one to of the guys says, oh, we don't have time for this. You know, we got to get stuff done the next day. Yeah, stupid plot. Whatever. Yeah. So he takes the dozer and loses control of it and rolls over the radio, so yeah. they can't radio for help. Right. 
and then he gets out, and then eventually the dozer itself starts picking them off one by one. Uh, and of course, it goes away, and it comes back, and goes away, and comes back, and then they try to get away from it, and it comes after them, and it's loads of fun. It is. It is pretty fun. The dozer does have these. I don't know if all the dozers of that particular model have the headlights situated like oh, it, this so one. It and little, maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know. But it looks like eyes on it. <laughs> the way they set up yeah. eye like that. I well, don't know. Well, there was that one scene where the dozer's coming and they go and they draw it over to where the steam shovel is. And they try to stop it with the steam shovel. Mm-hmm. And there's a you know like two dinosaur, metal dinosaurs there for a minute yeah. fighting. It is. It's like I said, it's a ridiculous concept. But it's. It's well done. Yeah, it was fun. For a TV movie, the cinematography, it's shot okay. The, uh, the acting's, they're giving it their all. I mean, yeah, they're good, solid. Good. Everybody in it is a good, solid veteran actor, too. Yeah. Clint Walker, mm-hmm. Cheyenne, Dirty right? Dozen, yep. Neville Brand, mm-hmm. everything. Robert Urich, mm-hmm. Dan Tana, Vegas, uh, SWAT, you mm-hmm. know, Spencer for Hire. Uh, you know, and, and there's a handful, of, uh, three or four other guys, or two or three other guys in it. But those are the main ones. So it's a good solid cheese fest of a movie. Yeah. The only real drawback of it being really fun is it's kind of slow. Yeah, it is a little slow. You That's know. what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it does have a bit of a cult following. Yeah. Oh, and Marvel did a comic of it when it oh. came out. <laughs> you told me that. Yeah, it did a one shot. So that was kind of cool. Matter of fact, I think I sent a copy to Clayton a few years ago in one of the boxes <laughs> of joy there. Uh <laughs> They eventually end up, they figure, well, it's too big to hang and uh, too big to put in the gas chamber. How are we going to stop it? And they figure, well, maybe we can electrocute it. Yeah. So they set out these metal plates that were going to lay down for the temporary runway while they're mm-hmm. building the rest of it. And they and they hook it up to the big generator and they draw the dozer over to that. And once it gets on top of it, uh, they electrocute it. Mm-hmm. And they see the blue light go away and dissipate into the air. Yeah. So that's how they get kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, you know? it was. It kind of ended. A big explosion would have been better. <laughs> something. The thing about this movie is that those are the big metal machines, but they're not really that threatening <laughs> because the average speed yeah, of a bulldozer so is about 7.3 miles an hour. It's like that. The average jogging speed yeah. of a human male <laughs> is about 8.3 miles an hour. So you could jog and get away from it or even really walk fast probably and just sidestep it because they don't they don't have to turn real fast either. So. I mean, it, it reminds me of that um, scene from the Austin Powers where he's yeah. standing there. <laughs> And, his, and the, you know, the steamroller's coming at him. He's like, ah, looking at his watch. Ah. <laughs> yeah, but no, every time the thing was coming after them, he'd be, they'd yeah. run sh- in a straight line, you but know, they'd I, keep looking back. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't just, understand. Just stand there and then step to the side. Yeah. I, I, you know, I remember no uh, when I was a kid and, and a little kid in the 70s, and of course, I, this is had come out and was mm-hmm. popular, but, you know. Did you see this then? I don't remember seeing it, but I remember knowing of knowing it. Knowing of it. Mm-hmm. I remember my cousins, Brad and Gary. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, I'd go down there all the time, Carolina, and, and spend a weekend or so. Now, they had a big Tonka metal <laughs> bulldozer. Did that become Killdozer? And it was it was killed it was Killdozer. <laughs> and great. I do remember us taking it out. Some I don't I, not vivid memories, but outside in the yard or on the gravel driveway, and with I don't know if it was Matchbox cars or action figures, and having Killdozer. I was going to say, to kill those or kill your Joes. Uh, either that or Migos. <laughs> or Migos. Yeah. 
<laughs> one or the other. But uh, yeah, I have I do remember that That's having this great. big Tonka metal killdozer. <laughs> so now I'm gonna have to find one for the monster room. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> It's got to be the same one, though. So you need to find the same yeah. exact model. But, you know, Good how, luck cool with that. That, how cool would that be in all the monster collectibles? And I have this little... And one little dozer. This, this bulldozer in there. And somebody comes like, what, what is that? And go, what you... Kill dozer. Because <laughs> there will be a couple people that we know will go, hey, you got a kill dozer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, now you have to do it. it it's done. It's, it's done. done. That's all. <laughs> that's all there is. And speaking of all there is, I think that's about it. I mean, yeah, I, can't, I guess so. Yeah, I, I could trash that other movie some more. I think we said about all there is to say about the car, except watch it. It is fun, better than it. It sounds like it is. Yeah, Killdozer. Yeah, it, it's it's. You need to watch it. It's fun cheese. It's a little slow. It's That's a the little only slow, thing. but you still but need it's to not watch bad, it. Bad, really. No. You know. you, I mean, with a name like Killdozer, and it's notorious, yeah. everybody has heard of it, you yeah. need to at least have seen it once in you your do. life. You do. Um, you have to give it a shot. Yeah, and of course, I'm going to put up on the Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page, check that out. I'll be putting up as many pictures as I can find from these movies, except the piece of shit sequel. And maybe one, just to show how awful the car looks. <laughs> you uh, can compare the before and, and I'll after. try to put up, try to put the trailers for both of these movies. Any, any other interesting things I can find. So check that out. Drop us some, you know, a line on there on the Facebook page, Phantasmo After Dark, or the Phantasmo After Dark email, which is phantasmoad at gmail.com. All one word, phantasmode at gmail.com. Indeed. Yeah. So we have one thing left to do. Yep. Yep. We've got to play the Planet of the Apes game. Before the seven degrees or six degrees of Kevin Bacon, Clayton and I came up with the world revolves around Planet of the Apes because the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. You can connect anything back to the original Planet of the Apes. And you will prove it now. I will prove it now. So I can't remember if we have ever done Ronnie Cox before. Have we? I don't think so. Well, since he was in two of the films, even if the second one was a piece of crap, I think yeah. we should do Ronnie Cox. Okay. Ronnie Cox was in Deliverance with Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds was in Smokey and a Bandit with Paul Williams. Paul Williams was Virgil <laughs> in Battle for the Planet of the Apes. What else you got? <laughs> that was way too fast. <laughs> you barely even thought about that one. Didn't even have to you think about it. You didn't need to think about it. God. <laughs> because the world revolves around, around Planet, Planet of, of the, the Apes. Apes. Good job. <laughs> You're just Mr. Trivia for Planet of the Apes. Well, it's by apes. the way, we played the Planet of the Apes game the other oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah. It's we a have board game. Now there's a couple of board games out for Planet of the Apes. This is not the board game that's based on that piece of crap movie. No, no, this no. Is the really good. We don't movie. talk about that. <laughs> that's right, because there is one for that too. Um, who put that out? That... Um, it's down there. I'm not sure. IDW. Oh right. It's based on the original Planet of the Apes film. You mm-hmm. know the Heston film. And it's a very odd game. It is weird. But it was interesting. We need to play it again. Yeah. And maybe with a couple extra people because just the two of us. Um, parts of it seemed too easy. Yeah. And parts of it seemed a little weird. Yeah. So we'll have to play it a couple more times. Yeah. But uh, the basic premise is that you're you're working your way through the movie. You're playing yeah. scene by scene. Yeah. And the characters are really just one character. It's everybody, a four player game. Yeah. And everybody plays an aspect of Taylor's personality, which is very odd. Yeah. So like there's clever Taylor and yeah. 
Commander Taylor yeah. and uh, I can't. It even sounds the weird, name. and it it's took a odd. while to get going, but it was kind of cool because it's you know the graphics were great. The board was one long piece instead of a square board. It's more like a track. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, interesting game. Yeah, so if you're into game, board games, that, that one was pretty neat. And while we're touting board games. Oh, oh, but you you must listen to the soundtrack while you play. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did put on the apes, and you have to, the soundtrack. You have to do playing. like Rob did and read all the quotes in, in <laughs> Chuck's voice. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> it was Damn. <laughs> um, but the other board game that we have discovered uh, recently, within well, within the last year or so, called Horrified. Oh, that's my favorite. It's a Universal Monsters board game and is incredibly well thought out and put together. Yes. You play as different human characters Mm -hmm. and it's a cooperative game. You're working to defeat the monsters. And I know you'd rather play the monsters, me too, but you can play against as many of the monsters as you want. Mm -hmm. There's the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from Black Lagoon, and the Mummy. You can, an Invisible Man. An Invisible Man. And you can play against one, or you can play against any combination of two or three. I would only recommend playing against two at a time, because it's pretty <laughs> tough. have tried more than two yet. Yeah, two at a time is pretty tough. And we played with, what, five people playing? Yeah, the most you can play is five. Yeah. And it takes a while to get through, but it's, oh, it's a lot of fun. It, it, like I said, it's so well thought out and well put together, and it's well worth every penny of yeah. it. If you like... And it's not a typical board game. No. If you love the Universal Monsters like like we do and you like board games, I couldn't recommend this anymore. Yeah. It is a great game. Yeah. Very well done. You and it comes with some little it. miniature monsters that you can paint yourself, which yeah. I'm going to do eventually. And they're pretty decent little sculpts. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're tiny, but yeah. they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, well, that's about it. Look, we did multiple things yeah. today on this Free commercial for those, uh, those guys who yeah, put those right. games out. <laughs> I expect my check uh, this week. That's right. Anyhow, so, okay, so we're done. We've done we're our done. duty. Yeah, so drop us a line at the Facebook page or the email and, you know, make suggestions of if you want us to talk about something else or tell us we're doing a good job or tell us shut the hell up, whatever. <laughs> so until next time, that's about all I got. How about you? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.